Chapter 2 From a Garden to a Garden Our story starts with two people in a garden. The Garden of Eden was as perfect as any place could be. So were its only two human inhabitants, Adam and Eve. They had a unique place in all of creation because they were made in the image of God. That had never happened before, and nothing else had that privileged place in existence. Because of this likeness, the ones made in God's image would rule over the earth and represent Him in personality and function. Adam and Eve were designed to rule like God. God's way is much different than the common view of ruling today. It is always a rule of protection and empowerment. Even so, Adam and Eve and all their descendants were to represent God on earth to the rest of creation. Their position over the earth was not instead of God, but because of God. He came in the evening to walk and talk with Adam and Eve. Their place of rule was the overflow of their place before God's face as an intimate. The earth has always belonged to God, but now humankind became His delegated ones to rule in His place. The Gospel of Matthew records a comment from the centurion that gives us great insight into being delegated authority. When Jesus showed interest in healing His servant, the centurion responded, Just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. And I say to this one, Go. And he goes. And to another, Come. And he comes. And to my slave, Do this. And he does it. Matthew 8, 8-9 This Roman military leader realized that his authority came from being under authority. He can only release the benefit of God's rule flowing through us to the degree that His rule is over us. Jesus was so moved by His response that He acknowledged that this insight gives place to great faith. He also applauded His insight, for its roots are in another kingdom besides Rome, the kingdom of God. This understanding is paramount to humanity's ability to rule well. God created everything for His pleasure. He looked over everything He made and enjoyed it. But his interaction with humanity was different than all the rest. It was personal, revealing the richest benefit of being made in his image. A unique moment in this relationship came when God assigned Adam the task of naming all the animals. See Genesis 2.19. Names represent so much more in the Bible than in our culture. A name represents the nature, realm of authority, and the glory assigned to his creation. Whether Adam merely recognized what each animal was given by God, or if Adam actually assigned that measure in the name that he gave to each animal is not certain. The answer matters very little, as either way, Adam was brought into the creation picture as a co-laborer. He was actually given the responsibility to help define the nature of the world he was going to live in. This reveals the heart of God in such a beautiful way. God did not create us to be robots. We were made in His image as co-laborers, working with Him to demonstrate His goodness over all that He made. The Unhidden Agenda All that God created was perfect in every way. Not even God could improve its design, function, or purpose. The garden itself demonstrated heaven on earth, and the reason for placement of such an extraordinary place of peace and divine order was extreme. The rebellion of Satan brought a scar into what was otherwise a perfect creation. And now peace, the substance of heaven's atmosphere, was to take on a military function. 
Disorder had tarnished God's creation. It was now light against darkness, order versus chaos, and glory against that which is inferior, lacking, and hollow. The first commission in Scripture is given to Adam in the garden. Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on earth. Genesis 1.28 